Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 7 For Valor Part 1 I hope you don't mind my telling you a good deal about Roberta. The fact is, I'm growing very fond of her. The more I observe her, the more I love her, and I notice all sorts of things about her that I like. For instance, she was quite oddly anxious to make other people happy, and she could keep a secret, a tolerably rare accomplishment. Also, she had the power of silent sympathy. That sounds rather dull, I know, but it's not so dull as it sounds. It just means that a person is able to know that you are unhappy and to love you extra on that account, without bothering you by telling you all the time how sorry she is for you. That was what Bobby was like. She knew that Mother was unhappy, and that Mother had not told her the reason. So she just loved Mother more, and never said a single word that could let Mother know how earnestly her little girl wondered what Mother was unhappy about. This needs practice. It is not so easy as you might think. Whatever happened, and all sorts of nice, pleasant, ordinary things happened, such as picnics, games, and buns for tea, Bobby always had these thoughts at the back of her mind. Mother's unhappy. Why? I don't know. She doesn't want me to know. I won't try to find out. But she is unhappy. Why? I don't know. She doesn't... And so on, repeating and repeating like a tune that you don't know the stopping part of. The Russian gentleman still took up a good deal of everybody's thoughts. All the editors and secretaries of societies and members of Parliament had answered Mother's letters as politely as they knew how. But none of them could tell where the wife and children of Mr. Shechpansky would be likely to be. Did I tell you that the Russian's very Russian name was that? Bobby had another quality which you will hear differently described by different people. Some of them call it interfering in other people's business, and some call it helping lame dogs over stiles, and some call it loving kindness. It just means trying to help people. She racked her brains to think of some way of helping the Russian gentleman to find his wife and children. He had learned a few words of English now. He could say, Good morning, and good night, and please, and thank you, and pretty, when the children brought him flowers, and very good, when they asked him how he had slept. The way he smiled when he said his English was, Bobby felt, just too sweet for anything. She used to think of his face because she fancied it would help her to find some way of helping him but it did not. Yet his being there cheered her because she saw that it made Mother happier. She likes to have someone to be good to, even beside us, said Bobby, and I know she hated to let him have Father's clothes, but I suppose it hurt nice or she wouldn't have. For many and many a night after the day when she and Peter and Phyllis had saved the train from Rick by waving their little red flannel flags, Bobby used to wake screaming and shivering, seeing again that horrible mound and the poor, dear, trustful engine rushing on towards it, just thinking that it was doing its swift duty and that everything was clear and safe. And then a warm thrill of pleasure used to run through her at the remembrance of how she and Peter and Phyllis and the red flannel petticoats had really saved everybody. One morning a letter came. It was addressed to Peter and Bobby and Phyllis. They opened it with enthusiastic curiosity, for they did not often get letters. The letter said, Dear Sir and Ladies, It is proposed to make a small presentation to you in commemoration of your prompt and courageous action in warning the train on the date 
and thus averting what must, humanly speaking, have been a terrible accident. The presentation will take place at the station at three o'clock on the 30th, if this time and place will be convenient to you. Yours faithfully, Jabez Inglewood, Secretary, Great Northern and Southern Railway Company. There had never been a prouder moment in the lives of the three children. They rushed to mother with the letter, and she also felt proud and said so, and this made the children happier than ever. But if the presentation is money, you must say, thank you, but we'd rather not take it, said mother. I'll wash your Indian muslins at once, she added. You must look tidy on an occasion like this. Phil and I can wash them, said Bobby, if you'll iron them, mother. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.